Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. Hey y'all, welcome, welcome to that small black forum y'all, we, we got off to a little bump in the road here, hey it's July 27th, 2013 y'all, welcome to the show again here, hey, or, hey Peter Gary, where you at out there y'all, <laughs> okay, you ready to do it again, yeah, hey but uh, uh, um, I don't know. Got uh, hearing these strange noises in the background here. We got my next door neighbor here celebrating his fiftieth birthday. Uh, shout out to him. He uh, got a crowd over there at his place. Uh, I well, I don't know. I I remember when I was fifty, I celebrated uh, quite a bit myself. Boy, it's been a while since that's been. Hey y'all, uh, how y'all doing out in? Uh, Cyberspace. Hey, once again, welcome to the Hushbow Black Forum. You know, our motto out here is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll uh, do it louder, but we uh, don't like to go there. We like to try to keep everything out here on an even keel as best we can. Hey, not only do we got a party going next door, I forgot, <laughs> we got the yard, man, out of the yard, too. So we got all kind of background uh, effects uh, coming in on the Hushmo Black Forum uh, this evening. We're going to ignore it all and uh, push on. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> we adaptable. Got a new uh, heir to the to uh, the British throne, y'all. Prince George, little Prince George came into the world. I, I don't know, I guess it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday of this week. Eight pounds, six ounces. That's a big baby, y'all. That is a big baby. Eight ounce, eight pounds, rather, six ounces. That is a big baby. Of course, his mother... His mother's pretty big. She's uh, some 5'10". I mean, yeah, so uh, yeah. They're talking about the money that's tied up in that royal family over at the Queen worth a billion dollars herself. Is <laughs> she worth a damn? They got a list at six hundred sixty-five million, but you throw in those jewels and all the art that lady got and castles. That lady worth over a billion dollars. She worth a nickel. Mm-hmm. All of them got money. 
Got a new heir, the fourth one in line to the British throne, y'all. They gave him a name, Prince George. I think their old man uh, uh, that he was named after, old King George, uh, back <laughs> King George, was it George the Third? He the one that uh, introduced uh, slavery into the colonies, I believe. That's what uh, Newt Gingrich. Uh, ooh, did Newt Gingrich say that? Or <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, don't get me started. Don't get me started, y'all. But King George, I think he was the one that uh, introduced uh, slaves into uh, the new colony, the new British colony that uh, evolved into these uh, United States. What's going on, y'all? Got a lot of lot of things in the news. That's for sure. We we uh. To be honest, I haven't been paying uh, that much attention. We see where a juror came out uh, in the Trayvon Martin case and said that uh, the, the Hispanic lady is only a minority on the thing there. She uh, went from second-degree murder to not guilty some kind of way. She said that... Uh, George Zimmerman got away with murder. That's uh, that uh, seemed pretty obvious to uh, a lot of folks, including myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, she uh, somehow uh, didn't find that uh, that the law allowed her to uh, find him guilty of manslaughter, even. I, I find that uh I find that hard to uh digest myself because uh you don't have to show any kind of intent to uh find somebody guilty of manslaughter. And uh she uh, seemed to think that uh you had to. So I'm thinking uh, she uh at the very least was confused perhaps due to uh, peer pressure within the jury. I, I don't know. But uh yeah, she uh she uh, is going through a uh, somewhat of a guilt trip uh, now, uh, um, thinking that she may have uh, uh, made the wrong decision here. But that you know that's uh, all after the fact now. Uh, in this case, uh, what else going on, y'all? Uh, Okay, we got the uh, the new uh, heir to the throne out the way. We got the updates on George uh, Zimmerman. What else is going on out here? Uh, uh, oh, a bunch of craziness uh, uh, for sure. Uh, we've been cramming, like I said, uh, 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 trying to get our uh, manuscript in order to send in to uh, our publisher. Here we think we, we're pretty close, y'all. We just finished, and uh, some good news. We just finished the the conclusion. Now I've got to get it edited. I got <laughs> I've got to get it edited, but I did uh, just complete the conclusion uh, uh, this weekend. So so now normally when I complete uh, uh, the conclusions of my work, I have to uh, go back and fill in some of the work. And that's no different this time. I completed the conclusion. The conclusion is looking great. I mean, except for uh, 
perhaps uh, you know some editing uh, changes that will uh, come in in the play, but the general uh, outline of it is great, uh, I believe. But then uh, it just necessitates uh, me having to go back into the body of uh, uh, work and uh, add and uh, delete and change around a few things. So it's going to take me another couple of days to do all that. But hopefully by the end of the week, by the middle of this week, I'm going to have it uh, uh, off. I'm going to have it off because I want to get it out there uh, uh, way heavily into uh, the current uh, conversation uh, of today, uh, race and racism. Please write in there. Remember the title of it is Racism and Hate. An American Dilemma. Now, if I change that dilemma to an American reality, <laughs> I can uh, I can tell the same story. Uh, uh, I uh, only uh, but be that as it may. We we we're gonna we're gonna come out with it, and I think it's gonna be uh, an important piece of uh, work coming from a commoner <laughs> like uh, moi, <laughs> coming from a commoner like myself here. I think it's gonna be a very important piece of work, uh, a very important piece of uh, the conversation that has been uh, engaged in today. So y'all, y'all out on Facebook, look at, uh, listen up for it. Racism and hate in American dilemma. We're gonna keep that title. We we uh, gonna share uh, some of the conclusions with uh, the, my audience out here tonight. Uh, we'll do it at the second uh, second half of the show. We'll get into uh, the conclusion of. Uh, Racism and hate uh, in American uh, dilemma. And sure, to, uh, give you my listening audience out on Facebook a heads up on uh, what's coming. Yeah. Hey, y'all, uh, my Braves, uh, my Braves, I beat St. Louis Cardinals, supposed to be the best team in the National League. Uh, my Braves, I beat them twice. Here, y'all, beat them today two nothing. <laughs> Yeah, hey, the Braves ain't no joke, y'all. Y'all don't know. Yeah, we beat the Cardinals. Uh, two games uh, in a row we've beaten them, so we're going to win this series. Series here, It's just a short three-game series. Last game tomorrow, we lose a draw. We don't want the series. We're going to move on to uh, the next team. Hey, y'all, it's about 12 after hour 7 here in the ATL. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum once again. We uh, do appreciate your uh, tuning in to us. Tell a friend about us. Uh, go to HushmoBlack.com and follow us there. You can also follow us on our Facebook page uh, from there. Uh, you can come to our uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, show page. Uh, listen to us from any of those venues. We... Uh, are coming to you over a blog talk radio. Uh, the Hushmo Black Forum has been out here for uh, quite some time. Um, we we noticed that uh, we, we're getting a lot of uh, 
a lot of uh, personalities out here on Blog Talk. I see what Tavis Smiley's got a whole uh, whole network with about twenty shows uh, uh, hooked up to him uh, uh, on Blog Talk. It is. I uh, urge everybody. It's a great, great um, uh, medium to uh, disseminate your uh, ideas and uh, thoughts and uh, join in on uh, the conversation of the day. Uh, yeah, I urge everybody who. Uh, has got something to say to uh, uh, check uh, Blog Talk out. Hey, y'all. Uh, it's about uh, 15 after, the hour of 7. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls here, y'all. And uh, we're going to catch you right on the other side of the break here. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. You got me, the Hushmo, driving this train this evening. Advocated on your behalf. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back to the Tesla Black Forum, y'all. It's about 20 minutes after 7 here in ATL, y'all. 79 degrees outside. Kind of overcast, but uh, just a great, great uh, Saturday evening uh, here in the city. We, uh, Well, Deion Sanders got a reality show, y'all, coming to you on uh, own Oprah Winfrey's uh, network. Looks like it's going to air sometime uh, after the first of the year. want to congratulate uh, Mr. Deion Sanders. Prime time, as uh, we know him around here. Uh, one of our greatest uh, defensive backs that uh, the Falcons ever had. No doubt. So we we congratulate uh, Mr. Deion Sanders on his new uh, reality show. Uh, what else going on, y'all? We uh. One of. Send a shout out to one of our friends that's been kind of on the lockdown here for for a while, getting back closer to uh, civilization. We 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 call no names out here on the Hushville Black Forum, but uh, we uh, want to wish him all the best. Oh yeah, we that oh that that falls under um uh, uh, public announcements. <laughs> somebody in the peanut gallery wants to know what uh what somebody just getting uh out of lockdown gotta do with the husband of black. Hey that's that's public uh uh public announcements uh advertisement here. That's free of charge. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, don't pay no attention to the peanut gallery. They can get uh, plumb crazy up in here. I know one thing. We got to do something with this air air conditioning in the studio here, y'all. Stock market keep uh, just uh, chugging along, y'all. That thing's up to 15 uh Five five eight. Stock market is doing uh, uh, a lot better than the average man on the street. Look like, <laughs> but uh, look like uh, the economy is uh, uh, starting to pick up some uh, uh, steam about it. Housing market seems to be uh, picking up a little bit. Housing prices seem to be uh, going up. So every you know, it's looking uh, pretty good. Only, <laughs> only if we had, only if we had a functioning government. Uh, only if we had a functioning government uh, that uh, was working together uh, in behalf of, on behalf of uh, the citizens uh, of this country. 
we would be a lot further along uh, with the economy than where we are now, no doubt. Uh, it, it, what's going on uh, uh, up in Washington is uh, tantamount to uh, uh, some kind of political uh, uh, some some kind of political Harry Carey, I guess, if you, you call it. What was it? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It reminds me. It reminds me a lot of the so-called Great Long Depression of 1874, y'all. Y'all know anything about that? Hey, audience, <laughs> Blog Talk Radio, anybody? Hey, we got a call-in number here: one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. That's a free call in to the Hushmo Black Forum. We we don't take many calls, but we will from time to time. Uh, but do anybody out there, in the sound of the Hushmo's voice, know anything about the Great Depression of 1874? They call it the Long Depression. It lasted something like uh, 12 years. <laughs> It lasted up like 12 years, y'all, starting in 1873 all the way up to 1885 or some craziness like that. Yeah. We've been, uh, well, in, in my writings uh, about uh, my recent book here, we came uh, across it. Uh, we came across that great uh, depression, that great long depression of 1874. And uh, just a, just fascinating stuff, y'all. Just fascinating. It will blow your mind. I beg you, check it out. Google it out. Research everything you can find about it. And it's just just a fascinating piece of uh, history. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially where America's Afghanistan is concerned. Uh, remember the time now. This. Late, starting in 1873, this is right after Reconstruction. Blacks are catching holy hell, uh, starting to catch holy hell here, y'all. And we get caught up in this great, long depression, from, stretching from 1873 all the way to 1885. Now, we scuffling as it is, and we caught up in the mix here, y'all. <laughs> we caught up in, we, we, <laughs> hey, us folks are, us Americans of uh, African descent was catching holy hell back then, during that, and called holy hell. Uh, the good old boys that got back in uh, power here in the South, in this state, and that uh, started to invoke all the separate equal laws uh, in the in the state there, uh, which really gutted or stagnated uh, any kind of with the mobility of uh, my family here in Georgia. I mean, we <laughs> started in 1870 on that 1870 census. My family, my two paternal uh, uh, great-great-grandparents, uh, uh, their family had over 200 um, family members on that 1870 census down in Troop County, Georgia. They uh, uh, pretty much within their family, uh, two families, they had every uh, conceivable skill uh, uh in Georgia, in terms of uh, agricultural, 
a skills to uh, uh, run a farm and uh, building skills to build buildings and stuff like that. They had all of the skills and was dying <laughs> to get hold of some of the 46 million acres that were set aside, y'all, in a, a Southern Homestead Act bill of 1866, but was denied uh, access to that property. The property was within walking distance of where they lived in Troop County, Georgia. The property was next door in Alabama, some of the adjoining uh, county, literally within walking distance of uh, my family, (laughs) uh, their uh, promised land. Their promised land, within uh, within walking distance, denied. Hey, imagine, uh, that that homestead uh, uh, allowed for uh, 80-acre plots uh, of land, uh, which, uh, you know, should they say support some five people, a family of five? I mean, about uh, oh, what is that? Uh, just some loose calculation. Five into two hundred, y'all. What is that? Somebody quick forty. That's forty plots of land. Forty time acres. That's uh, 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 three hundred sixty acres of property, y'all. We <laughs> y'all stop. Don't don't get the hustle started out here. But yeah, that's that's part of my family's history, y'all. But <clears throat> okay. That's thirty six hundred acres of property that uh they could have gotten that they that they uh, should have uh had access to. Imagine this now. We're just talking about one family group. <laughs> one family group. Uh, all because of all because of uh, the laws on the books and uh, uh, racism within the, the society at large. Here, y'all. they were uh, prevented. We were prevented from receiving. Uh, Some minuscule of just uh, reparation at that time, uh, and this uh, what a new phenomena. I mean, years uh, all during the, uh, the fighting of that bloody war and leading up to it, Abraham Lincoln and uh, the rest of the Congress had had meeting after meeting with group after group, trying to uh, 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 ascertain just what it was that uh, would be needed uh, after the war was over uh, in terms of uh, giving uh, the new uh, freed uh, 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 people uh, a fair uh, start within uh, the new society. And time after time, uh, they told uh, them the same thing. The new people would need to be educated, made available real estate, and a certain amount of capital. So you needed three things. you got to educate the illiterate the masses that you just uh, emancipated, some five million. Uh, you've got to uh, provide them uh, uh, some real estate so that they can have a uh, 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 footing 
uh, from where to uh, 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 start in the new society, and uh, you got to provide them a certain amount of capital to uh, uh, to uh, prop them up uh, until they can uh, get sell land. And it wasn't a, a stretch. I mean, it was a fair amount. Hey, hey, you remember? You're talking about five hundred thousand uh, Americans of African descent here in Georgia who uh, had a value had a value over three hundred million dollars to the state of Georgia before that Civil War, y'all had a value over three hundred million dollars to the state of Georgia before the Civil War. After the Civil War, the same five hundred thousand slaves or ex-slaves was penniless and broke with access to a little of nothing. <laughs> uh, it's where uh, my family and uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of other families uh, throughout the South found uh, found uh, themselves in after the Civil War. Now, yeah, uh, the Republican Party in power at that time, they... Uh, They uh, got together and passed uh, 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 the Southern Homestead Act in 1866. Andrew Johnson signed it into law, uh, setting aside 46 million acres of uh, federal property in five southern states, y'all. And because of uh, the pressures brought about by the powers uh, that be in the South, uh, the blacks, uh, including my family members, was all but shut out of that land. That Homestead Act stayed on the books of Congress, y'all, here in this country from 1866 until 1877. Uh, well, 1876, when it was repealed after uh, the uh, during the Great Depression, which was self-induced because the Southern politicians uh, uh, stopped government. Uh, basically, uh, pretty much what they do on now, they clogged up government until uh, 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 it came to a standstill. Until it came to a standstill. Pretty much what's going on today, y'all, uh, in the Congress. The Southern Democrats at that time was pissed off to no end about the war, about losing the slaves, they, uh, <laughs> their most precious property, and uh, about the whole the whole situation. Uh, they uh, uh, gone that thing up uh, to the extent where it brought on that depression. In the meantime, this uh, uh, Freeman Bureau Trust and Saving Bank, which uh, was to act as a financial catalyst for the new uh, for the new uh, 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 Americans of African descent, citizens, free citizens, uh, that thing was wildly uh, successful for the first two or three years. Uh, had branches in some 36 cities, all including the, the District of uh, Columbia, where its headquarters was located, Frederick Douglass, the president. This bank, <laughs> in, the, in those few short years, y'all, up to about uh, 1873, uh, had uh, accumulated a, a deposit of uh, some $57 million, <laughs> mostly from those uh, ex-free uh, slaves. It scared the white people in the South to death, y'all. Here you had 46 million acres of land set aside, and now these ex 
properly <laughs> had a financial institution with $57 million of deposits in it. Now, they couldn't have that, y'all. They couldn't have that. That scared the people to death, y'all. They did everything that they could, and they succeeded in bringing about uh, the demise of both of those vehicles, y'all. Uh, first bringing down <laughs> the Freeman Bureau Bank, which collapsed into bankruptcy through to, uh, they say, shady deals. <laughs> in 1874, and then two years later, repealing altogether the Southern Homestead Act, <laughs> returning some 43 million acres of property to the federal government. Black folks, my family, left out in the cold, y'all. <laughs> left out in the cold. Hey. Y'all don't know. Hey, that's what we do out here, y'all. Try to inform best we can. But I, that's all part of my writing, y'all. I just thought I'd share that with you tonight. It's so uh, crazy about what went on here uh, in this country. Uh, but uh, but y'all do those two things. Check on the Freedmen's Bureau uh, Savings Trust Company. Then go check out uh, the Southern Homestead Act of uh, 1866. Both of those things are uh, 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 vitally important to uh, our history and where we stand economically uh, here today in the country. And uh, um, a central, both central to my uh, advocacy for uh, financial reparation, by the way. Absolutely. So, yeah, y'all Google them. But uh, you can read all about it in my new book, Racism and Hate, an American Dilemma. You can read all about it. Coming to your way, uh, coming to your uh, favorite uh, bookshop, be that digital online or uh, in your local Barnes and Nobles, yeah. Coming to you soon. Hey, what time is it? Oh, it's about 20 minutes to 8 o'clock, yeah. How time flies when you're having fun, yeah. We're going to take another quick. Pause for the calls here. You're on the Hushmo Black Forum. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Yeah, we just uh, 
just look back. Johnny Carson, no doubt, was the best of those uh, nighttime hosts. Hey, Merv Griffin, and uh, what's the other guy used to be out there that started all that stuff? Uh, wasn't bad, I mean, back in the day. I just, uh, here's one. He got Dolly Parton. Got Dolly Parton on. Yeah. Yes. But uh, we, we, uh, Hey y'all, uh, we we done got off on a tangent here, y'all. <laughs> Trying to tune in to uh, the clips that they got running on uh, late night hosts. I guess they some promotion. What else? Somebody's trying to sell something, y'all. They trying to sell something. They got some CDs coming out. <laughs> Host of the century. <laughs> hey, I, hey, now I, I wouldn't mind having a. Uh, a uh, collection of some of Jenny Carson's uh, best uh, shows there. He had some uh, dingers over the stand. They showing Dolly Parton on there when she came over with this low-cut dress on. Jenny, somebody, he'd give a whole paycheck if he could see down the, down the top of that, uh, down the top of uh, that dress. But uh, anyway, yeah, he had some real doozes. I remember when he had, uh, when he had on Willie Nelson one time. He had on Willie Nelson. They both dressed up like an Indian, and that was that thing was just simply hilarious. So, yeah, I, I probably would. Uh, I probably would order a, a CD like that. Oh, I ain't got anything doing it tonight. <laughs> I said I would. I did, I did win, but yeah. Hey, uh Welcome to the National Black Show. Oh, they got uh, oh they 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 are going way back now. They got uh, Eddie Murphy when he was on Saturday Night Live. Looked like they're just coming up with it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh no no, come on, it couldn't be. <laughs> hey, uh, false alarm, y'all. Hey, what else going on in the world, Facebook friends? How y'all doing out there? We uh, what's going on? Something happened on Facebook here that oh yeah, they had a big profit. I know that. Oh wow, they were talking about how much money that guy had lost. That guy lost nothing. He's a billionaire. Uh, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, the founder, young dude. That's like jumped up some twenty five percent. I think it was Thursday or Friday. The one day it jumped twenty five percent. Imagine. <laughs> His stock went up like crazy, y'all. <laughs> the millions of shares he got <laughs> went up like crazy. Uh, if I could, I would <laughs> dump about uh, 50% of that 25% increase that day. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm converting this to cash, and uh, we'll go from here. Uh, that's what the husband would be doing. But, uh, yeah, stock market's surprisingly strong. Jones, what a great job the president's doing, you They don't want to get the president no credit for nothing, you They ain't. This this thing looks so much like uh, <laughs> the country and the politics of it all. And I write about it, y'all, because we're in a crazy place. I, I keep alluding to it, but we are in a crazy place because the politics of the day has uh, 
turned completely inside out. <laughs> the old Dixiecrats of the South are now re- Lincoln's Republicans. <laughs> the old Dixiecrats of the South, the Democrats of the South are now all Republicans. <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, this thing is crazy. It's crazy. The story is heavy, y'all. Hushbo will write about it, tell you about it. We're going to get into a little of it after uh, the top of the hour here. We're going to kind of share our uh, conclusion in our new book, Racism and Hate, an American Dilemma, with you uh, coming up uh, at the turn of the hour. Looks like my neighbor's 50th birthday has really crunk up uh, next door here, y'all. They got a big tin out uh, out in the back. Oh, they got kids over there, too. I guess that's what a key is. They uh, got all kinds of activities going on over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, uh... What else going on in the world, y'all? John Kerry's back in uh, the Middle East uh, talking to uh, the Palestinians in Israel, trying to jumpstart the uh, Middle East East peace talks again. (sighs) Trying to jumpstart that thing again. If they got back together, if he got them back to the table and they came to some kind of uh, an agreement, uh, they wouldn't get a president credit for that. They, they, oh no, they wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't get a president credit for that. No kind of way. I don't know how to get around it. I mean. I know they would. I'm going away. President came down kind of hard on another day. I was talking about the phony, uh, <laughs> these phony scandals <laughs> that the Republicans have been engaged in here over the last year. <laughs> or so, so-called scandals. Hey, yeah, it, it's almost a shame, you yeah. uh, Now it looks like, uh, well, not only looks it it is a fact that uh what the IRS was doing, the IRS employees were doing was nothing more than their job in uh trying to uh make sure that uh the various groups who's claim who was claiming five oh one four C status was in fact legal. And I dare to say that uh, probably Half of them was not, <laughs> and uh, and this craziness that John Boehner was talking when this first thing broke uh, about uh, he's not looking for someone to resign; he's looking for, uh, to see who's going to jail. Is uh, it now seems uh, uh, utterly crazy. <laughs> it seems so. Crazy, uh, 
uh, now uh, even more so than it did uh, when he uttered those crazy words. I'm not <laughs> this, this thing is crazy, y'all. It, it is really, really, really crazy here. Uh, what's going on up in that Congress? We don't have anybody in that House of Representatives on the Republican side who, uh, uh, well, at least the, the Speaker cannot control his caucus up there and govern like uh, this country so desperately uh, deserve to have. Uh, the people of this country desperately uh, deserve to have a functioning uh, Congress, one uh, engaged in uh, the business uh, of the people. We don't have that now. We don't have that now for one reason, and that reason being uh, they're uh, railing against uh, this president. Uh, They don't want to do business with this president, and unfortunately a lot of it has to do with uh, good old-fashioned racism. A lot of it has to do with Good old fashioned racism, y'all. It's what I see. I don't say that lightly. I just, uh, uh, you know, but uh, because uh, 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 it's uh, uh, something that I don't take lightly uh, doesn't mean that uh, uh, I'm not going to call it like it is or like I see it. I'm going to do that. And you know, we're going to do that out there on the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. We're going to call it like it. T.I.E.S., as the old folks used to say. And it appears uh, that that's what's going on that's been going on. It's not a new phenomenon. It's been going on since this man took office here five years ago, five and a half years ago. And it's still uh, dogging uh, the country today. And we need to uh, get uh, get past it. We need to get past it so that uh, for the benefit of the country, uh, we need to Get past it, yeah. We're in a competitive world. <laughs> These United States of America is in a competitive world. We need everybody, all 310 million uh, citizens uh, involved in uh, the uh, the uh, uh, support of uh, this uh, great nation <laughs> in terms of competing out there in the rest of the world. In this uh, insidious uh, 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 streak uh, of racism that still uh, uh, prevails in the society, uh, we have to uh, rid uh, rid the society of it. Or uh, I'm afraid uh, the country is going to be left behind here. Yeah, it's serious. It's dead serious. Racism is dead serious. No doubt about it. And the, uh, the conversation that's going on in the country today is why I'm so uh, desperately uh, 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 cramming, uh, trying to get my uh, my book out to uh, join in on it. Because <laughs> it is important, and I think uh, we... Uh, have uh, put our finger on uh, the pulse of the problem here, yeah. Well, we know the problem. <laughs> we know the problem. We're gonna try to explain it. We try to explain it in our book how 
how uh, important it is for the country to come to grips with it and uh, uh, do the right thing uh, uh, to eradicate it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> when you look at what's going on, the dynamics uh, that are at play uh, uh, within the uh, society today. It uh, it's complicated, yeah. It's complicated and yet so simple uh, that uh, it defies the imagination to uh, think that we're still here in 2013 trying to uh, still grappling uh, with it, but uh, we are. We are. But uh, hopefully... I can help in a small way, uh, in a very tiny way, shed some uh, insight or provide some insight into uh, the situation, uh, hoping that uh, I can be of uh, help. At the very least, in explaining uh, our position from from perhaps a somewhat different uh, perspective than than uh, the powers that be are are used to uh, hearing, or just the society is used to hearing. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into a little of uh, my last chapter in my new book, Racism and Hate in American Dilemma. When we come back at after the top of the hour here, we're going to uh, uh, get into uh, our conclusion of uh, uh, the body of work that we put together. We're gonna we you know uh, we all books got a conclusion, and most of them come up. We got our conclusion done. Uh, <laughs> Got it done before. <laughs> you know, any time we do our conclusion, we wind up having to go back and uh, rearrange and tweak uh, some parts of uh, <laughs> the body of work. And uh, this is no different. So we got, we're going to uh, be that as may. We're going to get into uh, uh, some of uh, the conclusion in our new book after the uh, after we come back off the break, y'all. We'll be right back, y'all. Hang in there. You got me in the hush, bro. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, yeah, it's about uh, what five minutes after eight here this evening. Boy, how time flies when you're having fun. We are on the backside, yeah, of uh, the Hushmo Black Forum. You, you know what we do out here. We advocate on behalf of uh, America's African descent for our social justice. Not not because we don't uh, love everybody. We do. We uh, by extension find ourselves uh, advocating uh, for the. Uh, for that particular part of uh, that particular group in our uh, society, yeah, we uh, wow, just uh, trying to catch up. Like I said, we ain't been on Facebook. We do post every day uh, something. Just looking at this one article here, this crazy article about why Newt, uh, some Newt Gingrich again asking the question: Why hasn't America progressed past uh, the race issue? In the country here in 2013, I posted a response. Several people have seemed to have picked it up. Uh, Our society has not gotten past the race issue for one reason and one reason only. (laughs) That reason being uh, the society has not been able to rid itself of the evilness that is the man-induced self-fulfilling prophecy of racism, y'all. It's plain and simple. It ain't no, it ain't no harder. It, it like the little commercials with the dude with the group of kids uh, saying that it ain't uh, 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 no real big complicated uh, 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 a puzzle to solve. It's simple. It is simple uh, <laughs> and plain as uh, day. Uh, they have not been able to, this country has not been able to rid itself of the moral uh, sin of uh, the man-induced uh, self-fulfilling prophecy of racism. Uh, that's what I say. That's what the Hushmos say. Uh, so we... <laughs> We we a couple of folks picked it up on Facebook and uh liked it. Yeah, we that that's about it's it is why uh I'm so anxious to get my book out, y'all, you know, just to uh join in the conversation because uh, a lot of people a lot of young folks in the country, y'all, uh, don't really know uh our history. Uh, or uh, the history of the country don't really know uh, our history, and, and I try to provide it uh, some of it, you know, that uh, on a real uh, a real grassroots uh, level, I try to uh, uh, write and uh, about our history on that level and uh, tell a story on that level, so that. Uh, so that uh, so that it will provi- provide a uh, some insight into uh, how uh, the masses of uh, our community, America's African descent, uh, 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 feel about. Uh, uh, the subject matter. Yeah. 
So we we uh we uh do enjoy you know, we just took up writing here. <laughs> it's our second uh we got about four pieces of work uh, uh going, but this is our, gonna be our second published book. Uh the first one, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. I started that uh when I retired from the computer business here. I worked in IT y'all for some forty years. Uh, before I uh, retired back in 2007. I mean, I, yeah, my man. Uh, don't, you know, one of the advantages I, I believe I have in uh, putting together my latest work is that uh, my man was trained uh, for some 40 years uh, uh, as a computer technician. Uh, you, uh, one of the things you had to do was uh, ingest a humongous amount of data sometime to uh, come uh, to some uh, 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 fix for a uh, particular problem here. And uh, uh, my man was trained to that over uh, a period of some 40 years, so I'm able, one of the things that I'm able to do is ingest a lot of uh, information, uh, uh, a humongous amount of information uh, in terms of research and uh, uh, the subject matter that I I write about and and uh, kind of decipher it and mesh it together and uh, come up with uh, some uh, reasonable conclusions. Now you you might not agree with the <coughs> you might not agree with the everybody might might not agree with the, the conclusions that I reach, but I am able to uh, ingest a lot of information here. Uh, and I draw that from uh, my work experience, and hopefully it adds to. Uh, uh, the amount of information that uh, I uh, draw on uh, in the, this new work that I, I, I'm uh, just now completing here, uh, uh, Racism and Hate in American uh, Reality. Uh, but, yeah, I, I started, like I said, I just started writing here uh, uh, uh in 2007, after I retired from the computer business, and uh, really just not a trained author or a journalist of any type, I'm just a raw uh, individual who uh, uh, want to uh, tell uh, his story, his his self, and uh, you know, went to a couple couple of Continuing education classes on writing at Emory here in Georgia, and just uh, went from there. But uh, it's interesting, and I urge everybody. It's really a good uh, a relief or outlet for uh, me. Uh, you being retired, you uh, I'm disabled too. I'm a disabled veteran, so I hope I physical stuff. Uh, I spoke could do anymore anyway. So, uh, but uh, just sitting around, you need something to uh, occupy your mind to. Uh, keep you at least mentally uh, uh, active. Uh, so uh, writing is uh, was a good challenge for me, and I found that I really enjoyed it because I like to uh, uh, talk a lot anyway. And that's uh, how I got into this blog talk radio thing because I, I, I thought that was a great, great, and it is. I found it a great outlet for me to uh, express myself and, uh, 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 you know, try to... Uh, to uh, remain relevant, I guess you would say. That, that's important. Uh, and I urge everybody, though, to uh, write uh, at, at, uh, their story, at the very least, uh, write uh, uh, your history. 
it's a great uh, way to uh to uh, uh explore your uh your your own, first of all your own family's history and then uh to uh, leave something uh, for your uh, posterity there uh leave a tr- uh, leave a history uh for your uh your uh, ancestors going forward for your uh yeah so uh and especially uh us out here in the black community we need uh, desperately to uh, record our history in this country yeah uh, cuz already <laughs> you know <laughs> our history got uh got torn apart uh already uh of what it uh, was before we arrived here in this uh in this uh on this continent of north america so we we gotta we gotta be careful not to uh allow that to happen again. That's why I think it's so vitally important that we record it. Uh every one of us that can, in fact, <laughs> I urge to uh record their history so that we can leave a trace or trail and some connection to uh the generations that uh are to uh follow us. Yeah. It's important. We uh, so that that's part of my motivation for writing about uh, our history here in uh, this country. Yeah, that's you know we I'm indigenous. I'm indigenous to uh, this country. Believe it or not, no, not an immigrant. Yeah, not an immigrant. No, no. Not an immigrant. The bloodline go back here in Georgia before Georgia was a state. So while there are many immigrant groups uh, in the country, my family, Americans of African descent here in Georgia, for the most part, at least my family, and... uh, are not immigrants. We were here. Uh, my great great granddaddy Dan Cameron. Hmm. His mother was born here in Troop County, Georgia, in 1784. Yeah. Her parents was here, and she was born uh, in 1784. In Troop County, Georgia. Now, <laughs> we we suggest uh, under those conditions we are indeed indigenous to uh, not only the state of Georgia but the United States of America itself uh, because uh, the Constitution didn't come into play uh, until three years later. Uh, now, we the folks that uh, 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 had my family as slaves uh, 
the white cameras there in Troop County, they family had uh, reached uh, South Carolina in uh, 
And I try to draw a connection here and do draw a connection and let uh, and add to this conversation here about reparation. Here. We got to uh, make it clear that uh, anyone is uh, in my book here now. Anyone, any American of African descent born in this country prior to 1954 is party to a class of Americans who was injured by the Plessy decision of 1896. I'm going to say that again. Anybody of African descent born prior to 1954 is party to a class of Americans injured by the verdict uh, 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 in Plessy versus Ferguson in 1896 when uh, the Supreme Court of the country said that Americans of African descent are socially inferior and could be separated out of society without 14th Amendment protections. And that's what they did. They pulled homosexual, uh, 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 poor, poor brother. Oh, he looks like he's a half, right? I mean, he had nine tenths, <laughs> nine. But, but uh, uh, they pulled uh, uh, poor uh, uh, Homer. They pulled him off the train, y'all. Locked him up. Pulled him out of society altogether and locked him up. <laughs> they removed this inferior person, as Supreme Court called him. They removed this re- inferior human being out of society and locked him up in a jail cell. Now, <laughs> I, not, uh, y'all know what I'm saying here? That's what Plessy did. And then did, uh, hey, now, <laughs> we in the South, like I, I was born in 1945 here in Georgia. Uh, uh, Georgia had the separate equal laws before uh, 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 Plessy codified them in uh, 1896. They had separate equal in, as far back as uh, uh, 1868. Uh, 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 1872 in the new school act, uh, the school act of 1872 here in Georgia, they changed the separate equal uh, to separate equal when practicable in the school act of 1872 here in Georgia. So, you know, we, <laughs> y'all just listen now, this is a complaint that uh, I have, an American African descent have, uh, uh, a lot of them, no, I, you know, a lot of them uh, have. That the laws of this country. Let's forget about the citizen, the racism and the citizenry. But the laws of this country said that Americans of African descent are socially inferior and could be separated out of society without 14th Amendment rights protection. That's what it said. And, and, and 
society carried it out too, y'all. Hey, hey, this ain't. They did just didn't say this in 1896 and uh, 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 didn't uh, 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 adhere to it. Oh, they adhere to it. Throughout society, from labor unions to schoolhouses, to, they separated Americans of African descent right out of society uh, in a big, big way, uh, 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 enacting enormous, enormous uh, economic uh, uh, damage, social, mental, and every other kind of uh, uh, damage uh, you can think of uh, on the masses of uh, Americans of African descent here in the country, yeah. Up until Brown in 1954 overturned Plessy. We cannot, we cannot get this thing uh, uh, twisted here, y'all. We, Americans of African better, we got to look at it here, uh, and I want you to understand that the Brown versus Board of Education, when it overturned Plessy, that wasn't just about uh, school integration. It couldn't be. Uh, it couldn't be, and uh, the Supreme Court knew it back in 1954. Uh, the overturn of uh, Plessy had ramifications there, y'all, far uh, 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 greater than integrating schools. Now, oh yeah, they went uh, took care of that uh, uh, social part of uh, that uh, 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 decision by uh, uh, calling on school integration and all this stuff over the next after civil rights marches and all that stuff went down, but uh, the ramifications of Brown overturning Plessy, y'all, went far greater than that. Yeah, yeah, because Plessy went far greater uh, than that. The injuries uh, inflicted by Plessy went far greater than uh, 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 just separating uh, us out of the schoolhouse. Uh-uh. It went much further than that. It separated us out of society altogether throughout uh, the social structure of uh, the society, uh, including the workplace. Including the workplace, yeah. Yeah, in a real big, big way. So, so uh, in 1954, when, when Brown overturned Plessy, uh, Thurgood Marshall and his team of lawyers had every, every right uh, 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 to petition the court for uh, financial reparation on behalf of uh, the uh, some uh, 15 million Americans of African descent at the time in the country who had uh, lived under uh, Plessy and was injured uh, by them, but did not petition that court for financial reparation for one reason and one reason only, and that is uh, the judge advised him that to do so would create some sort of racial unrest in the South. Some sort of racial terrorism in the South. It's what prevented uh, Thurgood Marshall from petitioning uh, the Supreme Court in 1954 for uh, the financial reparation part of that uh, that verdict. <laughs> the due process of that hasn't ran out yet, y'all. I suggest, I suggest uh, Plessy uh, and this uh, the effects that it had on uh, our community uh, Americans of African descent was akin to uh, genocide no less than genocide and, and uh, no way uh, uh, is there can there ever be a uh, such a limitation on uh, genocide 
That's no, that's no uh, statute of limitation. No genocide. Y'all can't be. Huh? <laughs> I came to the conclusion, y'all, looking back on racism in the country over the last, say, 300 years or so. In the country, just uh, picture so dark and ugly that today it has become like uh, I guess this dirty laundry, uh, just locked <laughs> locked up in the closet of uh, the nation's countries. Without society free to uh, even openly talk about it, no, oh, they talk about it in, uh, in the. <laughs> In the hallways, at the water fountain, in the bathrooms, in the uh, 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 neighborhood communes, or their own uh, separate uh, gatherings, uh, they talk about it. I don't know why this is. I mean, it started to come out and open in bits and pieces. Uh, and if you're some kind of recrimination, I suppose, from who? I don't know. I suppose Almighty God. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> hey, I, I don't know. This self-fulfilling prophecy, y'all, is what we have. Uh, We uh, decided racism is, first of all. Uh, The self-fulfilling prophecy of uh, racism itself, (laughs) uh, beginning with the introduction uh, of the African slaves into the new colonies, uh, started out a a lie, as most self-fulfilling prophecy does. Yeah, yeah, you know, know, everybody got, uh, like, the story goes, everybody got a self-fulfilling prophecy of some sort that they uh, like to quote. But, yeah, racism, I'm saying, uh, was a self-fulfilling prophecy, uh, 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 man-induced. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a man-induced uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, y'all. That, that, there, uh, and, and there lies the problem. Yeah. A man induced. Now listen, let's get heavy. Racism racism as we knew it in this country started out as a, a man induced self fulfilling prophecy. And, and and like I said, most uh, pro- uh, pro- uh, prophecy, uh, most self fulfilling prophecies start out a lie, and the lie in this case was uh, 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 the notion that uh, the uh, Africans was inferior human beings to uh, themselves and the rest of uh, the, uh, the folks here in uh, the colonies. They uh, uh, said that uh, Africans were subhumans, subhumans, not just an Furious subhumans. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Now this, you know, we're talking about you know, what sixteen nineteen, at the very beginning of uh, those twenty slaves arriving at Jamestown. Uh, from that point going forward, say over the next two hundred fifty years, y'all. Over the two hundred fifty years, this man-induced self-fulfilling prophecy that is racism. Was that uh, uh, went to work? It went to work. First of all, instituting this Willie Lynch syndrome. <laughs> Y'all know what Willie Lynch, uh, the Willie Lynch syndrome is. I, I 
I uh, I concluded a I included a copy of it in my in this book here just for your own edification. It is the Willie Lynch syndrome. It's good reading, and at first you might think it. Uh, some sort of uh, abstract, some sort of uh, craziness that went on in uh, somewhere in the in medieval times, <laughs> but but yeah, it was it was it was in fact medieval times for uh, 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 African slaves brought to this country, uh, the Willie Lynch syndrome. So yeah. They they put that uh, doctrine in place there, and by eighteen six by eighteen sixty five at the end of the Civil War, uh, like I said, over two hundred fifty uh, years of the various schemes associated with Willie Lynch of social engineering, including taking away the slaves' language, uh, names, tribal customs, separating families, and breeding them across the entire uh, population of the country, and then refusing uh, to allow uh, them to uh, be educated. Uh, which left uh, some 95% of them illiterate at the end of the Civil War. Uh, when uh, they had been emancipated, 95% of them was illiterate, couldn't read. Now, this self-fulfilling prophecy of racism, uh, to that degree, had succeeded in reducing some 5 million Americans of African descent to socially inferior citizens, thus completing this man-induced self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, had succeeded in reducing some 5 million Americans of African descent to socially inferior citizens, thus completing uh, this man-induced self-fulfilling prophecy, y'all. Yeah. Hey, no doubt. Hey, no doubt. Now, uh, at first glance, it would appear to be the case there, y'all, because in fact it was. It was the case right then. Right then. With the shackles, uh, <laughs> with the chains that bind us, they reduced uh, us to socially... Inferior uh, people at that time, with the chains, with the chains that bind us. Once the chains was freed, once the chains was freed, this new class of people, free at last, severely handicapped, they had to establish their own identity, their own social, new social identity from scratch within this uh, new American society that they uh, suddenly found themselves in, <laughs> free, but in a awfully precarious uh, situation here, y'all, after that Civil War. So, yeah, slowly but surely, after the change came off, the ex-slaves were allowed to be educated, and that inferiority claim of that uh, man-induced prophecy started uh, to evaporate. 
start to evaporate at a a rapid uh, pace at that. Oh, yeah, start to evaporate at a rapid pace, y'all. By the 1870 census, census, my uh, great-great-grandfather, Dan Cameron, could recognize his name on the census. Yeah. By uh, 1885, about 85% of uh, the former slaves and their descendants could read and write at a sixth-grade level. An amazing uh, accomplishment. And they accomplished all this uh, with racism still uh, in place, with uh, separate equal laws still in place and being enforced, and uh, more added to the books every day uh, during this period. Now. <laughs> uh, it's amazing how far, you know, real, it's amazing, even though. We we got a long way to go here today, y'all. It's amazing how far we came uh, after 300 years uh, 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 damn near (laughs) of uh, shadow slavery here in the country. Uh, Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they accomplished this feat, yeah, with racism still in place to the separate equal laws that, among other things, rendered uh, their education uh, inferior. I, I told you, yeah, here in the state of Georgia, 1872, the School Act of 1872, uh, not only had they already they already did have the separate equal law in place here, I think they got there and uh, 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 approved there uh, when they got back into the union here, uh, 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 some, somewhere around um, 1868, uh, they had the separate equal uh, a doctrine in the School Act of 1870. But 1872, they changed that thing. Uh, they came out with a new, uh, this is all uh, crazy. It was getting, you know, this is at the end of Reconstruction here. Imagine this, 1872. This is at the very end of Reconstruction here in Georgia. Uh, the good old boys are slowly pushing uh, the uh, uh uh, the uh, carpet bag is out of power here. The Republicans from the North out of power here, y'all, in the South. And they are, are really coming down heavy on uh, the new uh, freed <laughs> uh, black citizens in the state. Uh, they are really trying to uh, uh, checkmate them in place. <laughs> they are trying to checkmate them in place by this time in the worst way here in Georgia. So they changed that uh, first thing they got to uh, get control of that uh, education uh, system in a much more uh, firmer way. So they changed that uh, school act. They uh, In the new school act of 1872, they changed the separate but equal uh, uh, laws, uh, clauses uh, in the school act of 1872, separate but equal when practicable. Imagine this. They changed the separate equal laws. Now, they already separated black folks pretty much out of society here in, here in the South. Now, oh, yeah, Plessy uh, codified the separate equal laws on a national level. The states in the South already had their own set of uh, separate equal laws. Now, oh, yeah, by the time uh, Homer Plessy uh, 
uh, uh, brought lawsuit in 1892 uh, against uh, the state of Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana always they had separate equal law. It was on the books uh, uh, following the Civil War immediately. So yeah, and uh, uh, Plessy just uh, uh, codified all those uh, different southern states of separate equal laws and made it a national thing. Made it national. So so yeah, the blacks in the north who was free, maybe they may have been freed all the time. They were subjected to Plessy. Oh yeah, see, see that's another crazy thing. Now. There were free blacks. There was free blacks in the country prior to uh, and after the Civil War. Who, all of a sudden, here come Plessy, and uh, those uh, thousands or how many ever it was, black, uh, well, African American citizens in the North, uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> found themselves without any. Uh, uh, Protection under the Fourteenth Amendment. <laughs> yeah, by the room the Plessy, y'all. Hey, listen, hey, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, nobody <laughs> south, uh, uh, north or south, America's back from the center is protected after Plessy, y'all. Remember what Plessy said and did. Yeah. Hey, just think about it. Now you you free up there in the north there, but Plessy said that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you could be separated out of society. You get your behind on that train. You could ride all the way through Ohio uh, in the front seat with the uh, white passenger uh, sitting right next to you. Soon as you cross that Mason-Dixon line, you had to get up and be drugged out of society. You had to be separated out of society, violating uh, my rights. <laughs> hey, that's a <laughs> come on. What, what are you saying here? You, I, I'm I'm free. I, I live up here. I don't know what you're doing. You tell you, free black man of the north, you have no protections in my land, the land of Dixie down here. You don't have nothing. Get out of uh, my society. Get out of uh, my society. Y'all, have, y'all, y'all know what? I'm, you see what? See what Plessy did? Oh yeah. So it 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 was crazy. We uh uh my family endured uh even though they were learning to uh uh read and write at a tremendous uh uh, uh pace uh they still was caught up uh uh in the society by uh, uh, having to uh, intermingle with, uh, for the first time, the poor class of whites. <laughs> Not the slave owners, the poor class whites, the working poor class of farming whites uh, in the South. Now, before the Civil War, what? they they very seldom 
had to deal with uh, the rest of uh, white society here. Oh, no, they were sheltered. <laughs> Let me tell you. They were sheltered from, for the most part, the rest of uh, uh, the poor whites uh, in the society. They Poor whites treated them like a, a, a second class, like an animal, really. They, uh, uh, you know, they thrived, the poor whites thrived on the on the uh, notion that uh, they were somehow superior, even though they was poor. They were somehow superior to these blacks over here who was property, couldn't vote, couldn't, didn't even have a last thing. They, yeah, what they were considered a, a full person. They, it was property, period. They were mad they knew. But all of a sudden here, after the Civil War, 500,000 uh, ex-slaves, uh, uh, slaves, Americans of Africa, said, are, are now thrust into uh, Southern society. This old Adam Bellum's uh, society, which had been destroyed, uh, <laughs> these blacks <laughs> are thrust into and uh, mixed in with uh, uh, the other poor white folks. <laughs> All of a sudden, the poor white folks now <laughs> don't know what to do. They scared to death. They scared to death and and mad, <laughs> trying to figure out how all of a sudden, all of their life, they've been taught, ingrained with the uh, <laughs> notion that somehow these slaves was inferior to them, and <laughs> they didn't have nothing to worry about from them, <laughs> and all of a sudden, they free. And have for the most part almost just as much as you do. <laughs> but you see, this man induced racism was in it at this time. This man induced racism uh, assured them that they, uh, even though these uh, newly freed uh, Americans of African descent was free, they were still, in fact, socially inferior to them. And they harbored that uh, that uh, they harbored that uh, moral uh, conviction uh, within the uh, within their psyche. A large percentage of them, too. A large percentage. Now, over years, over time, over time, no doubt. Over time, no doubt, uh, the society has rid itself of a lot of that self-fulfilling prophecy of racism over the years. A large part of the society has rid itself of it. I believe that. I firmly believe that. Today, in 2013, a large part of the society has, in fact, gotten past it. But also, I also firmly believe that as much as 20% of the society have not. I believe up to 20% of the society have not rid itself of 
the evilness of racism. That's a big number, y'all. That's a big number, somewhere between 40 and 50 million people here that has the potential to do enormous, enormous damage uh, to the country. And it's doing it right today uh, as we speak. And it's doing it today as we speak, y'all. So, yeah, we 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 these five hundred thousand ex slaves get uh, thrown into uh, the mixing pot of uh, <laughs> the other poor whites here in Georgia, y'all. That was a bad mix because now, not only did uh, not only did the uh, poor whites uh, harbor this uh, racist. Uh, uh, racism attitude, uh, but now uh, when uh, they uh, have to actually live uh, 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 and compete uh, 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 pretty much with these blacks on a daily basis, uh, they added hate. (laughs) They added hate uh, and fear to the equation (laughs) of their racism. Now, remember, they were already racist because that had been instilled in them from day one. The poor whites, I'm talking poor class of whites, I'm talking about. <laughs> After the Civil War was over, and they had to deal and live with these black uh, ex-slaves uh, and compete with them uh, uh, on a day-to-day basis. They not only, uh, that not only uh, uh, amplified their racism, but it also... <laughs> They also added uh, hate and fear to uh, the equation. Now, uh, I like the hate that the blacks felt for the whites, which uh, they did. I'm gonna tell you, I I, I got I got uh, my hate part on the blacks coming up. But unlike the hate that the blacks felt uh, for the whites, which uh, was uh, by and large a byproduct of uh, this racism that uh, they had endured. The whites seem to, the poor whites seem to hate the black. <laughs> but not from what they had done, but what somebody else had done to them. For, for the enslavement that uh, they people had uh, did on us. I, hey, this thing's crazy, y'all. Hey, this thing get heavy, y'all. <laughs> hey, but uh, we... So we 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 facing enormous challenges, y'all, as a people during this period here, y'all. We're talking about the separate equal laws of those folks. Uh, we got to deal with the laws. We got to deal with the citizens. Uh, 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 trying to uh, at uh, at the same time uh, progress along the social, uh, 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 create this new social structure. So. Uh, uh, yeah, by the time by the time uh, eighteen ninety six rolled around now, by the time that plastic codified all these separate equal laws into federal law, now we still ain't got nothing because they by this time they done did away with the uh, remember the uh, Southern Homestead Act and uh, uh, done folded uh, done bankrupt uh, the 
Freeman's Bureau, this uh, mental all that, the Freeman's Bureau period is gone. Uh, but uh, still, by 1896, uh, uh, we're moving up <laughs> as a group. We're uh, slowly uh, 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 dismissing this uh, inferiority thing because uh, the first American of African that said W.E.B. Du Bois got his doctorate degree from Howard University in 1896. He, he so uh this was to say the least this was extraordinary uh, progress given the, uh, the circumstances at the time uh, this was extraordinary uh uh, uh progress yeah We uh uh where we at y'all? We we're gonna break it off here. We got about uh four minutes till. We we're gonna try to let's see where we at. We're about halfway through our uh we got quite a bit raised. <laughs> we got we got quite a ways to go. We we're about halfway through our conclusion here, y'all, on where uh where we're going. We're gonna pick back up next week and conclude it. Let's see. That's valuable. Valuable. We we're gonna we're gonna pick it back up because we're gonna leave it right here. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> the country today. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll pick it back up next week and kind of uh, we don't want to let you know too much anyway. <laughs> Past this, but uh, yeah, we got a heavy story to tell y'all. Uh, watch for our uh, book, uh, racism and hate. An American uh, reality, tracing really uh, 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 just where uh, racism uh, uh, came from. We 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 convinced uh, that it's a uh, an American phenomenon, not practiced uh, it on any large scale anywhere in the world uh, world's history uh, prior to uh, the formation of uh, this country. Now that's what my research shows. That. Not, you know, we 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 and we write about our history. We're not angry uh, 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 anymore about uh, uh, what took place. I, I mean, I, all the hate uh, that I harbored, I've long since uh, I rid myself of it, and, and it's a necessity, I believe, uh, to do so for, for anyone that is uh, harboring any hate. Uh, so, uh, it's necessary to uh, rid yourself of it because just like racism now, race. <laughs> Even though hate might be a byproduct uh, product of uh, racism, but just like racism, both of them are, uh, in my mind, moral uh, uh, sins. Uh, so uh, both of them are moral sins. And we get into this a little uh, more uh, uh, in my book, how uh, that all plays out. How it all plays out, uh, the fact that the racism is a man-induced, an evil, man-induced, self-fulfilling uh, prophecy. I go on to uh, share with you my uh, thoughts on the schism of racism. I'll get to that uh, next week. The schism of racism. And uh, try to make you understand how that uh, 
is in play here today. Hey, y'all, uh, you got me the hush mode. On, y'all. Oh, we're just about out of time here, y'all. It's been my pleasure out here uh, uh, tonight. We uh, had a pretty good show. We had a little uh, hiccup at the beginning, but uh, pretty much we've been uh, uh, interruption-free uh, tonight. And we do so much appreciate you uh, being with us this evening. Tell a friend about us. Go to hushmoblack.com and uh, leave us some uh, leave us uh, a notice. Well, until next week, y'all, what is it here? Oh, my goodness, it's going to be August, y'all. You realize this is our last show in uh, uh, November here. Our last show in November. Our last show in July, y'all. Next week we're going to be coming back to you uh, August the 3rd, y'all. Until then, we're going to leave it uh, just right here with you. and We'll see you next week, y'all. Ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out. At the Heisman Black Phone, www.blogtalkradio.com. <laughs>